0: Good evening, and thank you for joining the Voice of Many podcast with your hosts, Yolanda and Vanessa, co host um, my sidekick there. So I just want to let you know that the young lady that you see below us, she is no other than Rebecca Hyde. She has worked in the food industry, finance, but Rebecca, she left college to learn hands on all about the workforce. Today, she has her BA in business. She's an artist, author, and entertainer. She also wrote her first book, Acceptance, The Beginning During COVID. Um, And she self-published it as well. And now she's working on her second book called uh, Acceptance, The Reality. And she is gonna speak with us Today, share some information in uh, from her book and how she overcame emotional trauma. So, sharing the mic with us, we're gonna bring it on with Miss Rebecca. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. <laughs>
0: well, I tell you, we're excited. Um, We enjoyed the pre-conversation that we've had, the chance to laugh and talk. And and that's one of the the joys that we have um, in doing podcast features with outstanding guests like yourself. And um, just to, to get started here, when we talk about overcoming emotional trauma, what has been the hardest thing that you've ever had to deal with?
1: Uh, The hardest thing when it comes to like actual events um, Mm -hmm. that I've had to deal with is in particular a robbery at at gunpoint um, and also um, the fallout from that. So so there was a situation while I was working um, that I was robbed at gunpoint. I was the only one in the store when I was working in the restaurant and there was a lot of emotional uh trauma that came with that and ptsd mm-hmm. and i uh never went to get therapy even though i was allowed to um it's just you know financially and part of the uh, ptsd was not being able to trust somebody so i was like how can i trust a stranger when i just got robbed by a stranger and it was just like this vicious cycle um So learning to overcome that and realizing that uh, these people's actions against me wasn't anything about me personally, um, but also taught me about triggers, uh, identifying what my triggers were, how to handle them properly. um, And it's a lot of self-reflection. Another thing is uh, during that time, you know, I, I reached out to, I've hit rock bottom a couple of times. One of those is was uh, during quarantine, of course, I'm sure everyone struggled during that time and also the robbery. and it you turn to people to help you um, guide you through it, but sometimes when you when you put that much trust and vulnerability in someone's hands, they they don't always handle it well for whatever their own reasons of fault. and um I was in my opinion, let down a lot. And people would say, you know, like, what's wrong with you? Why are you like this? And I'd be like, dude, I'm just trying to heal. Like, this is my healing journey. Right. Like, and they would be very negative And they would actually have the opposite effect for me. Um, and they would put me down further. So I've hit bottom several times. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's, um, I learned that sometimes you can only help yourself. And, uh, having real conversations, even if it's not with other people, like, but with yourself, like, are you going to be pissed at yourself? No, because it's, you, you trust your mind, you know, it's, I don't want to say talking to yourself, but it's actually writing out, Hey, I feel this way. Um, is this validated? What's another way to do it? Create things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, it's, it's been an interesting ride (laughs) life. We weren't put here for an easy ride by any chance. Like we we were put on this earth to learn lessons. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm learning a ton. (laughs) Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, in in the healing process, like you say, it it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in six months. It takes a long time. And sometimes, like you say, that little trigger can just pull back all the layers that you had in the healing process. So it, it really doesn't sometimes take much to set it off, but, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I yeah.
0: understand. Definitely.
1: So
2: How were you able to get through your worst days, especially after going through something like that and having to go back to work? I'm pretty sure there was a lot of triggers and uncomfortability. How are you able to get through that?
1: Um, when uh, you're absolutely correct. After it happened, I took, I only took uh, one or two days off. I should have taken more time, but I didn't. I would wake up at 3 a.m. in like a cold sweat. Um, I couldn't sleep. I had bad dreams. Like I, it was, I didn't deal with it very well. Everyone who was trying to help me, like in my personal life, I pushed away um, I, just because I didn't know how to deal with it. They didn't know how to deal with me. But um, it, was, it was a very difficult time, especially after the robbery and for me like going back to work like not working wasn't an option for me like I just in my mind that wasn't even a thing but I definitely would lose my temper very quickly uh, because I was triggered all the time for certain things and um, I kept calling my boss and I said you know these are the things I'm dealing with and he was really good about working with me Mm. and saying okay well You know you're sort of reacting a little bit let's find out why so he was like in a way walking me through it and also understanding that I was struggling Um, but it also came down to me writing a lot to myself like freehand just getting all my thoughts out um, and also recognizing that when I was in when I would just like launch off in these angry words Those words weren't me. It was like a completely different person. And it took a very long time to realize that A, these words were hurting people um, that didn't need it. They sometimes didn't do anything. And it was just, it was me. Like, rec, I was the issue in this situation. So it just took a lot of looking at it, a lot of looking at it. Like, my career, I didn't want to lose my job because I was struggling.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's, that's a lot. You know, you never think about um, the trauma that people experience doing a robbery, you know, not just the restaurants, but your convenience stores, even down to the banks, um, how that can really set you back. I mean, I wouldn't, I couldn't even imagine what you went through, you know, in, in doing that. Tell us how your book has healed you and how it's, you know, making that progress for you.
1: Yeah, uh, so my book, I it was a great platform uh, for me to say all of the things I couldn't or I didn't know how. So part of my self-healing and um, learning how to not sort of Uh, just go off on random things is learning a sense of peace or understanding that other people's actions um don't necessarily have to affect me Mm. they're gonna do what they're gonna do if they're angry about something doesn't mean I have to be it Mm. literally took me forever to figure this out (laughs) like like I'm not I wasn't magically like hey I figured out life that's not what Mm. happened it took me years to get there so, writing the book was a way for me to say, okay, with society's expectations and family expectations, um, sometimes expectations are triggers
0: mm.
1: for me and other individuals. You know, like, like how do you deal with that and still be yourself without losing your personality mm. and, and mm. setting those healthy boundaries, right? So, that's what I used the book for is, mm. um, you know, my main character, she had expectations that she couldn't do certain things and then society is like okay well you're an adult now you know these are the things and she was learning how to balance everything and then so when things out of her control happen just like COVID just like literally anything that you don't think is right. Like it's a, it's a justice thing, right? If you are saying, okay, this thing in the world is happening. I don't believe that it should be happening, which we all know, like there's so many different things. Um, How do I not let it drown me? Right. And that's what I did to her. I said, okay, here's a bunch of bad things. How do you not let it drown you? How do you still remain you without, without the rest of it? And that's that's my book.
0: Well, um, I want to ask you ask you too. Um, from your book, what would you say has been the most rewarding experience that you have gotten from it? You know, was it the character? Was it um, how the character was able to overcome? Can you share that with us as a yeah. way of motivation?
1: Sure. So the Biggest thing for me with the book is um, teaching myself, teaching myself and mm. anyone who reads it, I'm hoping can realize that even if they are at bottom when they're reading it, mm-hmm. whatever emotions they're, they're like trying to hide from themselves, um, that's preventing them to grow they can grow like they to show them that there's a at the very end um, I wrote the whole book through the eyes of my main character but there's a snippet at the end that is literally from me like to my readers but using her and it's about Mm -hmm. grief Uh, because I lost in March of 2020 I lost four of my family members Mm -hmm. um, all at once and one of them was my stepfather so I Want people to understand that even with COVID and like losing friendships or like losing pieces of yourself, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to experience these emotions that we're trying to hide from each other because they're trying to hide it from yourself isn't isn't going to help you. It's going to make you angry and um, resentful. So my biggest thing is I want to help as many human beings as possible and still continue the trilogy, and help myself along the way.
2: It's well done, beautiful. So when did you have that moment of, I've had enough? This has got to change. Like I've, while even writing the book to where your emotions are like, you know what? I've had enough. This is exactly how things are supposed to go. This is, I've got to change my mindset. Where did all of that, like, when was your aha moment?
1: Um when I realized that I was reaching out to other people to help lift me up. Mm-hmm. So I'll paint a picture. My my stepfather so just passed to so my other family members just passed. Um the, my support group is suffering as much as I am. Mm-hmm. So I reach out to other people around me, trying to build friendships that will help, you know, lift me up. But everyone's dealing with their own issues right so it's it's hard to rely on their happiness when they're struggling with their own happiness and so I was getting upset because they were like I don't know if they were upset because so I'm normally outgoing and happy you know you guys I talk to you and you're like yeah so like I'm naturally like that so them inadvertently for no reason putting me down and I'm just like you know I don't need any of you (laughs) like I don't know what it is specifically but at some point I was like all I need is to walk in nature Mm. and like literally enjoy some flowers and like listen to music and paint like that's what I started doing is painting um and just at some point I was just like why should other people's emotions affect me so much? Like I'm the, I am a I am not them, you know like it's hard to pinpoint a specific point but it just that uh, I you know, I don't know. If, so I at one point I was suicidal when this was happening and just like when that happened, I was like, you know, I'm better than this. like I I am totally like. I am so much, I have so much to give, let me give it. And that's what I did. So I just started giving everyone love, even when they were giving me hate. I just, I had all but love.
2: We all get to that point where we're like, we let everyone else's emotions get to us and we don't think about ourselves until we're like super sunk down in this hole. And you're like, why am I even in this hole to begin with? Like, is it because I've dealt with this person and this person and this person and holding all of their baggage when it's not even my issue or my problem? Yeah, like you get drained and tired and you're like, why am I in this hole, this Mm -hmm. funk? And it's not even my issue. Like I'm not even dealing with a whole lot. Yeah, you're carrying other people's
0: weight too, you know? Mm -hmm. And and I applaud you, Rebecca, because you have such a nature, a spirit of nature about you. And when I say that, I say it as far as your—you have all four in you. You have that summer, that warmth about you. You have that spring, that light that's in you. You have the winter and the fall, the the embracing, and so. I applaud you for being able to pull yourself out of that hole, because like you say, if you hadn't have said, I'm better than this, I'm not going to let it get me down, you would have went down and never been able to get back up without the meds, without you know the, the medical side of it. And that's what I hope those that are listening and watching, that they see that journaling really helps, but it helps to have a support group that understands what you're going through. And I just I applaud you on, on that. And can you please um, share with our listeners and viewers your book, um, the name of your book and how they can get it so they can learn from you and start the healing process as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have one right here, incidentally, right near me. This is what it looks like right here. This beauty, my pride and joy, right there. So it's called uh, "Acceptance: The Beginning," and you can find it on Amazon. Um, it is also st- uh, in a bookstore in Philadelphia. There, anyone's welcome to you know reach out to my Instagram hype Bristow revolution. Message me. If you want specific information about the bookstore in Philly, because not everyone's local. Um, but if you search up my name, Rebecca Height, on Amazon, it will be there. It's also on Goodreads. It's digital and paperback as well. Um, it's, I cannot express how excited I am to share this book with everybody. The second book I'm, is going to be out at the end of the summer, and the beginning of fall. And it is a doozy, I tell you. It's like, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there. And I'm like, yes, I can't wait to finish it and put it out.
0: Okay. So we'll have you back to talk about the second book as well. But yeah. also, I want to I wanna say, um, you have such a great drive and motivation behind you um, that self-drive, that self-determination that you have, um, continue to let your light shine, continue, you know, you're going to be able to help and give advice to a lot of people. Um, because like we told you, we never thought about how people really feel and what they're going through when even down to carjackings. The things that scare us, you know, because you're being scared, um, you've been frightening, you've been taken out of your element at that time. And it's all of a sudden and it's hard to relax because when you're in your car, you're relaxed. You know, you have. And then when you're at work, you know, that's your place at work. You know, you know, your environment and to have it, you know, interrupted like that is just it's really traumatic. So yeah.
1: Yeah. It's okay. The main point is um it's okay if you feel emotion, sadness, uh grief. I mean, it someone is taking something from you, it's a choice that's being removed. Anytime a choice is being removed, it's traumatic in any kind of way, no matter what it is. And it's it's hard to deal with sometimes, but the main thing is is you're allowed to feel your feelings. There's no wrong feeling as yeah. long as you understand look at it in its face, accept what's going on, and then don't let it don't hold on to it. You know, like let it go, let it pass. If it mm-hmm. comes around, it comes around again. Just don't hold on to it for months and months. You know, just um that's and that's the big thing. Like just like grief or any other emotion, it pops up from memories or triggers. And that's okay. That's all right. Just keep moving forward. You got this.
2: Rebecca, it's been an
1: honor and a pleasure having you. Thanks. You're welcome.
2: And I hope that um, all of this helps someone else who's mm-hmm. going through the same thing or having um, some trauma that they just might have recently went through or have triggers. Um, I know I myself still have triggers that come up randomly. Even when I think I'm completely healed, it pops right back up. And makes you think like, OK, I'm still not 100 percent healed and I need to go back through the journey and process of healing again. Yeah. And then there's no shame in that because we all have have those problems and issues that we're still learning to grow from. Yes. And I also want to tell our listeners and watchers, please don't forget to follow us on our social media outlets please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button as we don't want you to miss out on any of our great guests like Rebecca or any of our great topics. And we wanna thank you all for tuning in.